welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 90. The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 8. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Got It on Audio, a 64 Tacos podcast. Today we are continuing our Water Cooler Chat series on the Amazon Prime show, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Uh, Today we will be talking about the season finale for season one, which is the eighth episode. And a quick little synopsis for you here. Season one finale, new alliances are forged. That was too long. That's the synopsis from the official Amazon Prime website. Too much information. I kind of zoned out on that one. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I could mispronounce a whole bunch of names in addition to it, if you'd like. I'll just cut it from a previous episode. And At any rate, um, so we start this one off with the big reveal on who the stranger is. Right. And then we almost immediately find out yeah. <laughs> maybe that's not the truth. Um, yeah. they, uh, they tease that the stranger is Sauron. Um, because I, I the, liked uh, the tease, but... Uh... I didn't for one minute think yeah. it was right. I thought red herring from the first when they when they revealed it in like the first three sentences or whatever. Right. I, I was like, nah, that's not it. That's that's not right. It got me at first, but then as soon as they went to the uh to the elves and Hellbrand, I was like, Oh wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hellbrand is uh changing very quickly here. That that was that was not what was actually happening. Okay. Um, and then they basically explained that um, later on we come back to the stranger and we learn that uh, he is not, in fact, Sauron, but rather he is an, one of the Ishtari. And we're not told specifically which one. Um, and Dan, maybe you can clear this up for, but so the the Ishtari are, are all Maiar, right? Yes. And and then they are the specifically the wizards. So it's um Saruman, um Gandalf, Radagast, and then the two blue wizards. And yes. that is the whole Ishtari, right? I'm pretty sure that's all the Ishtari. Um yeah, I I I could be missing something. I'm not the world's foremost expert or anything, but I believe that that's it. What's um, Zoran? Sauron is also a Maiar. He's a Maiar, um, but not an Istari. Yes. The, okay. the, the Istari were uh, created by the Valar basically to help um, battle Morgoth or uh, Sauron, I believe, actually, because I don't believe they actually appear in Middle Earth till the Third Age. I mean, that's not what happened here in, in mm-hmm. our episode, of course, assuming that. You know, he is an Istari, which we haven't. He could be wrong, I suppose. But uh, the last line of the episode kind of gave it away for sure, which Istari he is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they're so they were basically sent not to oppose directly um, Sauron, but to help guide the children of Iluvatar, which are the elves and the humans and, the and then and then the dwarves to to fight against him. So they are they were sent doing contrast with Sauron, basically. And, and just so we don't get any comments, the dwarves are not directly the children of Iluvatar. Um, right. They are, the, uh, they were created by a different of the Valar. 
Yeah, the uh, the most dwarvish of the if you want if you back if you want to do that backwards of the um of the uh, the big uh, Valar um, Alway, I think uh, made them yeah. because he he was so enamored with the children of Iluvatar, and then Iluvatar mm-hmm. chose to give them life because they were basically like like meat puppets, you know, so to speak. Right after he made them, they were they didn't have like souls or, or function. And then Lubertar said, "Okay, I'll you know I'll I'll let you these children of of Alway, I'll I'll let you go ahead and, uh, and and I'll give them life as well. So they're the sort of third. They're they're slightly different, but you know, effectively very similar. That basically sums up the stranger. They were given a little tease that he's he saw Ron. Then it was quickly discovered he is actually an Istari, and in the end." Um, Nori goes on with him because he's got to go on his journey still. Well, one neat thing that they did was basically the 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 three. I don't know if those are supposed to be Maiar, the the three um, culty like white robed wanderers, elfin get people. Yeah, I don't know if, what they were supposed to be. Uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but um. They threw magic, which make that that means they have to be some sort of Maiar, um, right? Or yeah, like like old allies of of Sauron, because they're they're looking for Sauron. And they think that that it might be him. So they reveal they basically use magic to reveal, like pull the veil from his mind, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he's no longer confused and doesn't know how to use his power and everything else. And uh, he starts speaking coherently and with understanding of the world not complete understanding. He still wants to go East where they were going to take him because he wants to learn more, but he, uh, turned them into moths, I think. Right. Like yeah. when yes. he destroyed them. Yes. So he was able, he basically was able to say, no, I am, you know, with urging from, uh, Nori, I am, I am not what you tell me. I, uh, what you tell me I am, I am, I am good. Um, Okay, great. And then so the veil is lifted, but he still doesn't know everything. Sort of like partial amnesia, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, but anyway, he, he's speaking very much like Gandalf after that point, you know, in yep. riddles, you know, as uh, as Aragorn says in uh, when Gandalf the White comes back in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you still speak in riddles, you know, that, that's, yeah. that's what he reminded <laughs> right. me of. Yeah. And then, of course, his last line of, of the, his last line is, always follow your nose, which echoes the, the, uh, yep. The, the fellowship of the ring when they're stuck in Moria and and uh, the uh, Gandalf says the, the air smells freshest this way which is exactly what, he, what he's getting at so yeah that's that that's a uh, it's early for Gandalf and part of me is like well no he doesn't show up yet but also part of me is like it's kind of nice to have Gandalf in the series I suppose and yeah, it's yeah I, I don't know like I, I I guess I don't have a big problem let's see how, it, what they do with it you know and it helps you know give some some uh helps to give some reference to why Gandalf has an affinity for the for the hobbits at least later yeah, on. That's a great um, point. He, yeah. he when he arrived, he was, you know, he became himself with the Harfoot. So, I I thought that was a neat a neat thing. Yep. So, that is resolved. Um I want to go back to those uh cultist people for a second. Sure. And I felt like they were something from the past, like because for when they flash to him, they look very skeletal or undead. When um, when, when Gandalf a, was yeah. holding the staff, and he's like, "I see you for what you are." 
he called them shadows. So I thought they were somehow like magic remnants from the last war. Yeah, it could be. I, I, I don't know what they are, and that's as feasible as any other explanation that I can think of for sure. Yeah, when oh. when he kind of, you know, obliterated them and it was their their ghost or their spectral selves that was left, it was it, they kind of gave a nod to the Witch King. Um, and I that's don't know, what I thought, too. I don't know if there's any uh, connection there. Another possibility uh, is, and this is in the same vein, but uh, the effect of Galadriel when she's faced with her choice when uh, yes. Frodo offers her the ring. Yeah. That's sort of yeah. like white. You know, sort of, uh, and you know, for both the Witch King and Galadriel, it was the temptation of power. Um, and of course, the Witch King succumbed along with all the other humans um, to become the Nazgul, but Galadriel was able to uh, to get past it. But yeah, it's that same sort of a white, almost ghosty, skeletal kind of effect. Celebrimbor and um, Halbrand learn how to use the mithril to make an alloy right like together they they do the research and they you know test and test and all that stuff and now we have the ability to stretch the the mithril they were originally going to make a crown right yeah yeah for gilgalad the uh the king but uh he doesn't like that idea which is a point in his favor you know yeah absolutely so then they're going to make two and i don't know if they were at that point saying crowns or circlets or rings or what their idea was but of course, in the end, it, it became three, which yeah. we knew where it was going. You know, if you know right. anything yeah. about the Rings of Power. Yep, the three rings for the elves. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Um, the way they did that, it was it was cool. The the you know the little montage of crafting the rings and you know showing the intricacy of the of the jewel jewelry and all that stuff. Yeah, and also the uh, the forge of Celebrimbor was a super cool set. Um, with mm-hmm. the uh, the skylight yeah. opening up, and and I, I did I like that when they like they spun the oars to to extract the uh, the gold and silver from each other, and yeah, it, it felt. I mean, I don't know anything about actual blacksmithing or or forging of anything, so I don't know. It could have been all BS for all I know, but um, it, it was cool to see them look at the process closely, yeah. um, and at least be somewhat convincing. What did you guys think of Galadriel? Do we feel like she completed her an adequate arc for season one? For season one? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Matt, why don't you go ahead and uh, give your thoughts, though? I've, I've been kind of talking all over you today. She's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did a, a fine season one arc. Um, and she contributed at the end with the like, oh, if we're going to do these rings, we should make three. Yes. Um, so she did contribute to this. So and she's still not one of my favorite characters, but I like her more than I did at the beginning of the series. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think she's come around for me. I didn't have a huge problem with her until she didn't make, start making any moves. You know, episode three and four were like, come on, she's got to she's got to move forward somewhere somehow and actually become Elvin. But I feel like she she kind of tempered out towards the end there and found a good good balance at the end of this season and it seems to be moving in the right direction certainly as we go forward i'm excited to see where they take her in season two excellent job dan giving the call that halbred was sauron yeah yes. I like had the most clues yeah and well and the hand got tipped pretty hard once we were at the forge and he's like 
oh, have you thought about spreading the metal with other metals? And like, yes. he seemed to have yeah. all the answers. I'm like, oh. Constantly prompting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was good. It was a perfect, I mean, there. It was, it was good that there was just enough throughout the season that if you were really paying attention, you would pick it up, but not everyone did. I'm certain of that. And then when the reveal came, it was... It was. It wasn't just a bam punch in the face with it either. It was kind of. Oh wait, he's he's making these. The more you know about the history, the sooner sooner you pick it up. But you're gonna get it eventually. That yeah. he is in fact Sora, and I thought they did an amazing job with that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I also the the cool thing about it. I mean, like I said, I I was pretty sure because why would you have him like he just laid so many clues. If you're like a complete neophyte to to the story. You would you would be like could be stranger could be you know like you wouldn't know for sure, um, but the more you know about it, the easier it is to tell. But what I thought you might was, not even know what the word neophyte means. It's it's true. Uh, <laughs> that's where that's where Neil comes over to your house and he wants to fight you. Well, he wants to fight you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, yeah, that's that's what I understand it to mean. But, but um, what I thought was cool was while there was still doubt, the whole process of of the episode six with the big battle and everything was strange and kind of, you know, a little up in the air. But then when you realize when he comes out and he's like, Oh, I, I'm looking for Calibrimbor and Calibrimbor is like, well, I am here. Shouldn't you, you know, he's like, shouldn't you be in bed? And he's moving just a little gingerly, but it, it, it basically, it's pretty clear. I think that he allowed himself to be injured or faked his injury, or at least faked how hurt he was. Because he knew, yeah. yeah, Galadriel would bring him to where he needed to go because he was kind of stuck as the king of the humans. Why would he leave? Well, he created a reason for Galadriel to bring him to the elves. And then once he was there, he recovered rather quickly. That's exactly where he wanted to be. So yeah. I thought that was that was kind of a neat thing. Let you think back and go like, oh, OK, I see. I see how we how we work. Every step of the way, I, I see how he worked it. You know, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't do anything. He got Galadriel to do everything he needed to to be accomplished. Uh, and there was a great scene between the two of them by the river there, where he's like, "She says you did this and you did this and you did this," you know. And he's like, "No, those were all your things," you know. And it just, I thought that was an awesome reveal. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and he's like, "I never lied. I told you I got it off a of dead man." Which, yeah. Was true. He probably killed the man himself, but you know, yeah, very likely. <laughs> uh, but the, he, he, his, his uh, pr- protestations, like, no, I can't do it, and I've done evil in the past. And her's like, oh, you, you just got to look forward. He's like, well, plausible deniability. I, I didn't lie at all. Technically, I didn't tell you the truth, but I didn't lie either. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought, I thought they did a really good job with that. And I, I bet people who know nothing about anything when it comes to the story, who are newcomers, who or maybe have just seen the movie. Um, right. or the movies, the, uh, the previous two trilogies, or maybe not seen it at all would have really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed it enough. You know, it's kind of fun to have doubt and uncertainty, but I thought they handled yeah. it pretty well. I don't have any real complaints about it. Then the, um, the Numenorians return to Numenor. I think this is the, one of the final scenes, right? All the, all the flags are black. All the banners are black to indicate th- that the King has died. Uh, it, it was, it wasn't all the way to the end, you know, and I'll tell you why, um, because there was an interesting cut that that cracked me up. So the king was dot dead in his chamber in his tower, 
And I was like, oh, okay, yes, the the uh, I think his name is I think in the in the in the books it's it's Tar Palantir, the uh, the king, as the Farseer, which is kind of the same source as how the the seeing stones, the Palantir or orbs uh, come from, which is interesting. But they don't really they don't really talk about that. But so he's dead. He's in his tower. We've been seeing him all along. And there's this you know there's a little bit of that story. And then immediately cuts to the uh the elven city where they're they're working on you trying to use pressure to hold the uh the ore together and for a second there i thought we were still in numenor and when there was that explosion <laughs> i thought they just like blew the king up blew like that was the up. traditional i was like well, oh. i thought, I <laughs> thought the king was uh i thought the same thing i thought that the explosion was in that tower with the king but i thought that Givi politician guy oh. Al Farazan, I think his I name is. He, like, did he blow up the king? Yeah. Then- <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not recognize the city quick enough, and I was like, "Holy crap! They blew. They blew him up." <laughs> no, no, they did not blow him up. Well, we did get a wrinkle though in the Numenor story, and it's that of Isildur's sister, uh, Elendil's daughter. Yes, um, is chosen to be one of the artists to you know draw. Draw the king in order to make his. I don't know if it was for his his sort of for like his, coffin, his statue, his yeah. statue, yeah, Some, something like that. Um, and then the king wakes up, kind of mistakes her for his daughter, and then shows her the palantir, the the seeing stone. So right. she's definitely going to be part of the plot going forward because she's presumably seen some stuff that will that will dictate some of the the upcoming plot with Numenor. Yeah, because they never resolved that, right? I don't no, think they gave I kept us anything. Waiting yeah. for her to like come out or something, and just like oh, I guess she's still in the room. No, they never resolved that one. No, she somewhere. she blew up when the king died. What yeah, 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 she was in the explosion. So. <laughs> it was a bit of a dead end, a story dead end there. I don't, I don't yeah. know what they're yeah. thinking. Oh, maybe it's the orb that blew up when yeah. she went and looked in it. Yeah, that, this all makes sense. And then they did a weird cut to the uh, to where they were making the, uh, the the trying to make the rings and yeah. Yeah, weird decision, but hey, listen, I got to assume they have a plan. It's all coming together. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> four, four seasons later. <laughs> so favorite character? Favorite character for the whole first season? I, I think I like The Stranger. Uh, Halbrand's also really good because of how they handled it. They showed, I thought that it was nice that he was, he always told the truth. Yeah. In his like Halbrand the Fair mode, so to you know, he doesn't realize that when when Galadriel asks him, or when he says, yeah, when Galadriel asks him, you know, rule or or heal, he says, I don't see a difference. I think mm-hmm. that's just a blind spot for him. He genuinely is like the only way I can heal the world. The only way I can get forgiveness is to heal the world, and this is how I will do it through absolute power. Then I can do it. You know, I can fix everything. I, I like how they handled that part of him. I just like the performance of the guy who plays the stranger. Um, but Hallbrown and the stranger were the two most interesting characters. So that's one A and one B for me. How about you, Matt? Um, I really, I, I think my favorite thing in this whole series is the friendship between Elrond and um, the dwarven guy. Durin. 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 I think that's my favorite, like interactions and all that for the whole thing. If I was to pick a single character, though, it'd be Adder. Mm. Okay, he's good too. He was good. That's, there's a lot of high high points in this series, and I, both of those are 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 good. Ang- all three of those characters you mentioned, and and Durin's wife Disa is really good I too. I love her too. She's good. Yeah. Anytime the two of them are on the screen, Durin and Disa is a is a fun time. What about you, Dave? 
I, I'm going to go Nori. She's, she's the the Harfoot. I don't. There's there's something wonderful about the way they've they've portrayed them in this series. Um, I love the nomadic nature of them and how they're, you know, they're just no nonsense. We gotta gotta keep moving, um, but they're also at the same time somehow lighthearted and fun. And then I think Nori just exemplifies all of the good of the Harfoot, mm-hmm. like to the to the max. And when she's in the scene, it's it's exciting, and I'm I'm really looking forward to see what, uh, her and the strangers' adventures. Or can we can we call him Gandalf now? I don't know yet. Let's just call him the stranger. I, okay. I, I don't know. We can call. I guess you can call him whatever you want. They haven't established I mean, that for sure. They but could if, always pull a like a ooh a second a, a second trick where it's like um, a precursor, and so they have the ability to kill him off. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's Nori. I like you know the the strangers, especially the stranger coming full circle is is really cool. The dwarves are always exciting the the way they handled halbrand's arc was phenomenal there's something about nori that just always fun every second she was on the screen i enjoyed it now we didn't get anything from either the aaron deer and uh theo and uh, his, his mother whose name i can't quite remember bronwyn yeah bronwyn, bronwyn. and we didn't get anything from the uh the dwarves, the dwarves um right. Where do you think those uh, those are at going into next season? Well, it's gonna the dwarves are gonna have a struggle between it's gonna be a, a political struggle between Durin and the other dwarf lords. I think I don't know what's gonna happen with the Southlanders though. That's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see. Well, at some point, there's gonna have to be some reason for other rings to be made, right? Because we still have to give them to the dwarves and humans. Yep. Yeah, there's we've made three of the 20 rings that are going to be made. Of course, the one ring will be last and will be done by by Sauron um, right, later on. Mount Doom. Yeah. And and the elves make all of the rings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All but the last one. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. All but, the, all but the one ring. Right. So maybe there's a that'll be part of the friendship of Elrond and Durin. There'll be a like perhaps a gift or, or they'll work together. Uh, on you know they'll have to get more mithril i suppose if they're going to make more rings yeah. if we're assuming that all the rings are made out of a mithril mithril alloy which i don't know if that's true or not in the books i just i never really thought about that or came across that but um perhaps it is like, there's this kind of sense there um so yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense and i'm sure they're going to try to when they're trying to forge alliances between you know uh the humans and and uh the other children then it'll be we're going to give the the rings to um, to the kings so they can become more more powerful. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I mean, there, there's certainly lots of ways they could go about it. So I think that that's. I feel like we're on track. Uh, that's for sure. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about Galadriel is the one thing she's missing for me is warmth. Yeah, I thought that um, Kate Blanchett did such a great job of being scary, otherworldly, but still very warm. Now, yeah, well, when she gives when when she's presenting the gifts, and then all Gimli wants is yeah. <laughs> one thread of her hair, it's like oh, <laughs> yep. It's, so it's, yeah. yeah, it's she's she just she just does such an amazing job. It's gonna be it was gonna be difficult for any character, any actress to sort of nail that. And listen, there's still time. She could be holding that back from her performance. 
because at this point, Galadriel's a bit cold and calculating and wrongheaded, which is okay. Again, like we talked about this. Yeah, she's been hardened by war and hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we've made some progress, I would agree. But what I also think is strange is she knows that Halbrand is Sauron and clearly wants the rings made. I mean, at, at the moment when Celebrimbor Bor says, do we, do we stop or do we go ahead? And she says, yes, I think because... She wants to, to save the elves so they can stay, perhaps for her own reasons, because she wants mm-hmm. to fix things. Elrond figures out something's going on when he finds the scroll, but uh, she hasn't told anybody. So that's where I wonder, how is this going to work with Halbrand distributing the rings, you know, so when as Sauron, when some people know who he is, why, why wouldn't she tell everybody? You know, maybe she's just embarrassed. It's going to be interesting to see, see where they go with that. But all my complaints are solvable. I'm curious to see how they do it and maybe they won't. Maybe that'll be a thing that I won't like about the show, but none Mm -hmm. of of it is dire. Like, Nope, I don't like this at all. It's all like, okay, well, I guess it depends how you handle it. Let's see what happens going forward. So our total runtime here for these eight episodes is roughly the same as the, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the, the Hobbit trilogy. I'm pretty sure for the three of us, the Hobbit trilogy is lower than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Where would you put this 10 and a half hours worth of runtime in that with those other two in mind? For me, it's it's right on par with the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy is like, that's way we sweep that under the rug. That didn't happen. The Lord of the Rings trilogy and that like this is storytelling that I appreciate more because it's a little slower and it's more character driven where uh, the Lord of the Rings is a lot more action and a lot more higher stakes, which is still a great story, but I like them both for different reasons. How about you, Dan? I think um, I, I, I agree with Matt. I, I know that you have an affection for the Hobbit. You know, if it was watching it with Jack or just, you know, you like it more for for whatever reason. That's which is totally fine. I mean, some people like The Hobbit. I um, it's interesting because the the Lord of the Rings trilogy definitely added stuff, got got stuff wrong, changed stuff for dramatic effect, added in some romance. You know, it did some stuff that was contrary to the books, which is not what you know the current people that hate <laughs> this series would would have you believe. They believe they would tell you it's perfect, which of course it is. As as a movie, not as a direct adaptation of of a, of a right. series of books, I thought the yes, it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy is super amped up, um, but but it was such a thrilling experience as an action adventure movie. Uh, it got it did very little wrong. I loved it, and it's definitely different than the books, but I'm okay with that. I did not like the tone of the Hobbit. It I feel like the the roughly the tone of the Lord of the Rings movies matched match the books i feel like they completely missed the tone of the hobbit the book itself when they made the hobbit trilogy they just made another lord of the rings trilogy and that's why i don't like it um there's definitely great moments in it uh there's a few glaring things that annoy me but all right um senator can you please address the question though um <laughs> right yeah. how do you feel about this series uh, <laughs> Uh, I've been advised uh, to plead the fifth. <laughs> no. my, my feeling is it's it's in the middle. Um, 
there's something magical about the uh it, I, I just feel like Peter Jackson's a better filmmaker and he was at his very best when he made that. I, I can't complain about that much in, in the series. Um, it just was, it, and there were some great moments. It just missed a little bit of the magic. It's just the first season. So I'm okay with that. And yeah, for me, the Hobbit is the gap between the Lord of the Rings and the Rings of Power is, is much less than the gap between the Rings of the Power and the Hobbit for me. For me, I, as you guys know, the, the Hobbit is not as, as bad as, I don't think it's as bad as you guys think it is. I can I can see the joy and the fun in it. It did not need to be 10 and a half, 12, 14 hours long, however it wound up long it wound up being. This is definitely better than that. And I don't think it's quite up there with the um the original trilogy, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, but but I feel like if they're allowed to see this story out to to the vision that they have for it, I think it has the potential to, as a full series, be better than the Lord of the Rings fellowship and all those movies. Mm. Could but be it, it. It's not, it's not there yet. They have some work to do, I would say for sure, yep. but I don't think it's out. It's completely out of the question. Um, but so did you say you thought it was, it was in between and basically in second? Between, yes. Okay. Second. You just have, you just have the Hobbit a little closer than, than, than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if Lord of the Rings is a 10 um, rings of power would be an eight and Hobbit would be a, you know, a six or seven um, or rings of power would be an eight or nine. Whereas yep. you guys, I'm guessing Hobbit is a one or negative no, five. Uh, it's not that bad. I was just disappointed because my expectations were high. Uh, if I didn't know, if I'd never read The Hobbit and it wasn't like the book that I, I the first fantasy book along with Narnia that I, that I, that I ever read, I wouldn't have high expect. I, I wouldn't care as much about the fact that the tone was off. For me, it's probably a five. I just, okay. you know, I just had such high expectations. I had the Matt disease where, I, I expected it to be great and it greatly disappointed me, not because it was terrible, but because it was it was so different than what I was hoping for. All right. But yeah, I would say if the Lord of the Rings, I'm gonna give it say say a nine. I would give the Rings of Power oh, probably a seven and a half and and the Hobbit maybe a maybe a five, maybe a four and a half or something like that. Any final thoughts? No, I I'm happy that they didn't blow it. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, more seasons. I agree. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to more. Me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to more. Um, I, I have, like I said, I have high hopes for this. They did not disappoint. Um, and on that note, uh, we will wrap up this episode and this uh, series of our water cooler chats. You will be able to find the previous seven, six episodes of this discussion uh, wherever you found this one, if you haven't already. And if liking or subscribing is a thing that your service offers, please do that. I caught it on audio. 